Welcome back, Sprinkles. In this episode, we're going to talk about ailments. Welcome back to drunk people sitting around talking about shit. Oh, my God. He's had too much red wine. No, I haven't. Okay. So what we're going to talk about is, well. I can still drive. We're both in our, are we mid-40s or later 40s now? Uh, I like to think we're in our late 30s. Okay, well, let's pretend like we're in our late 30s for a moment. But in our late 20s, we both had like major life-changing circumstances happen. Um, I, shortly after Don and I were married, I found out I had a rear brain condition. Um, before that, they doctors told me I just had like fibromyalgia and depression. And um, actually, it wasn't really well they still say I have fibromyalgia but I actually had a rear brain disorder um it got to the point where I couldn't like feel my hands and feet and this was just two years after Don had had uh two 12 inch titanium rods put in his back so it was a rough couple years right there and honestly for two years after my brain surgery I don't I don't really remember anything um I guess I was kind of mean I guess traumatic brain injuries kind of make you that way. I was kind of like a vampire. And whenever you would open my bedroom door, I'd be like, I remember when you got done with your surgery, I I went through, no, look, I took aluminum foil and taped it to all the windows so that our room was completely pitch black dark. I couldn't handle any light. Like it was, uh, it was bad. And after I had that first brain surgery, I had that, um, February 11th, 2010, um, I'll never forget, um, still have my dog Toadie that I got the day before my brain surgery because, uh, doctor said, get something to look forward to. I was afraid I was going to die. I'm like, well, I already got five kids. Like, and I always wanted my own dog and I never really had one. So I was like, I want a dog. And so got me a dog, but literally two months after my first brain surgery, it was really bad. Um, all I remember is I couldn't stand up without feeling sick. And I had this big mass on the back of my head. It was really gross feeling, kind of felt like a mushy half of a baseball. It was gross. So anyway, I had a spinal fluid leak in my dura of my brain and, uh, I was on so many drugs. I don't, I don't really remember the muscle relaxers and hydro kind of made me oblivious to my life and surroundings. But it was all in response to the Arnold Chiari malformation. Yes. To Chiari malformation. Um, since then, which is seldom understood. Yes. No, like you've been in the hospital a dozen times and I, and they told me they literally, I remember them telling me know what it means. No. When I came back in, like when, before I actually was diagnosed, I actually had a doctor. I worked at a hospital at this time. Actually, that's how I met my husband. I worked with his dad. Um, I worked at a hospital and, um, I had went to the hospital several times with like debilitating, like, migraines but so bad to where things were scrambled in my head and I could barely walk like I had really bad like balance issues and 
um, I remember I worked at this hospital and I'd went into the ER several times and they had actually said to me, um, if I came back in there, they were going to put me in the psych unit because they assumed I was drug seeking. Now, mind you, I'm a child of an addict and I actually at that point was terrified of pain pills. So I didn't even want the medicine that they'd give me and they'd always give me a cocktail for like my headache. So they called it some type of cocktail. Um, but I didn't want it. And I remember when I found out that I had Chiari, um, they had done several CAT scans on me, but the CAT scans didn't measure the six millimeters or whatever that my brain herniation was. And, uh, I remember that doctor telling me, well, this, this is all in your head. And if you come back in here, I'm going to send you to the psych unit. And so as soon as I found out that, well, I had a rare brain condition that honestly, there's just as many people diagnosed with Chiari malformation a year as there is MS. Um, but it's just not understood and there's not a lot of research done on it. I mean, you can't heal Chiari. Like I'm not healed. Like I, have a half dollar size of my skull missing out of the back of my head. So it's not like they can shove your brain back in your head or something and make sure you're all right. Like it just doesn't ever happen. But um, I remember just wanting to go in and say to that doctor, Hey, guess what? It is in my head. You motherfucker, like literally in my head, like. Which begs the question, what can they actually fucking heal? Nothing. Because even with the physical more uh, problem that I had with my back, um, what did they actually do? Even with the surgery, what did it do? No, I don't. I think that's the thing is when you have stuff like that, like people ask me, like, would you have brain surgery again? Well, yeah. I mean, I would have lost like use of my arms and legs if I didn't. But did I trade some symptoms for other symptoms and things for, you know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's a price to pay. Yeah. Um, have I ever been right since? I don't think so. I mean, I've gradually feel like I've gotten better, like functioning and stuff, but I still have days that I don't want to get up and get out of bed and, you know, or I get overwhelmed really easy. Um, along with Chiari malformation, I, uh, I was diagnosed with Elier Stanlow syndrome. And then, so last year, the year before last, they said lupus. What was it last year? They wanted to, do biopsies of my face and stuff year before last. So anyway, so I have like all this stuff wrong with me and it started in my twenties. So, um, I think in my twenties, I probably felt like I was 40, but I, I feel like I've taken better care of my body now so that I feel a little bit better. I mean, how do you feel about yours? I, I feel better. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've always wondered whether or not, you if know, you getting the surgery, it was the right. right way to go. So I had, uh, when I was getting ready to get out of the military, um, I would have stayed in the military. Definitely. I was a lifer. Um, and I've said that in previous episodes that I would have stayed for 20, 30 years and done my thing. I, I really enjoyed the work that I did. Uh, and I was at the University of Missouri 
Yeah. Doing, uh, working with the ROTC unit. Doing the semen admirals program. Yeah. And I was with a bunch of younger guys. And, you know, here I am, 27, 28, working with a bunch of 18-year-olds doing. I think by that time you were like 30. Don't don't say that. I, I wasn't quite 30. He was 30. It's wasn't okay. quite 30. He was 30. I, I was doing my thing. Okay. And I was keeping up with them. We were doing drills and other things. But it was just a. I had hurt my back previously when uh, several years earlier when I I had done some work, um, I was on the ship and it was um, one of the major episodes that occurred was I was a line handler captain working on lifting one of the boats and uh, if you've ever seen the ship, they have these davits that lower the boat from one side. You know, uh, these uh, those boats. Are they like ropes? What is a davit? Uh, okay, so a davit's like a crane. Oh, okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying not to be too specific with. <laughs> I'm like, what is a davit? Me and my I, audience be, do not, not know what technical. a davit is. Okay, so it's a little crane. It's it's like a little crane that's on the ship. That, so is it like a crane or a pulley? Like, do you have to pull no, 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 okay. no, no, not like a pulley. It's a crane that lifts a boat onto the ship. Okay. Okay. So if you ever think of a, you know, a naval ship, it has several boats on board, and mm-hmm. those boats are for different functions. And we used to do, um, we had a coast guard detachment on board that we would raid other ships with. So when we would pull alongside another ship. Is this classified information? No, this is not classified okay, information. Okay, I'm making sure. When we needed to board another vessel, then we would lower the boat off of the ship into the water, and then we would go board that other vessel. So if we were looking for contraband or whatever, then we would figure out, you know, we would lower this what boat. What kind of contraband were you looking for? Well, at that time it was... Uh, counter drug operations so we were looking for cocaine cocaine yeah uh, at this time it was the late 90s mm. so pablo escobar and pablo he had that good yeah. cocaine okay yeah, well. gotcha. so we were looking for all that stuff and we would lower the boat and off of the ship and we would go do our thing and then when it would come back we would raise it back well and one of these times it was during uh, high seas and uh, we were trying to what get is high seas. Uh, so it was like hurricane weather. So, so like white caps. Yeah. It was really bad swells, <laughs> okay. like 20 foot swells. And... I'm just making sure we can explain. This no, to you're people. good. You're good. I'm glad you're asking these questions because these are the things that I would definitely overlook. I'm like my audience be going like, what is he talking about? Okay. Like, if you can imagine 60, 70 mile per hour winds and 20 foot gotcha. swells. So you had to, what, so what happened after you had this high seas? So we were trying to raise the rib, which is rigid oh hold inflatable God. boat. Okay. So it's a boat that we were trying to get out of the water. A rib. So we would use a davit to raise the boat out of the water onto the ship. Are you guys getting this vocab? Yeah, you getting this? This okay. is going to be tested later. Okay, we're testing. <laughs> we're going to test it later. Okay, it's a rib so, and a, what is that thing? Exactly. Yeah. Davit. A okay. davit. So we would take this davit, use it to raise the rib, 
And uh, at some point, I got into a situation where we got one of the lines hooked up and I was holding my, at least my line people were working on that line. So there was like four other people that were holding on to it. And when we hit the swell, the, uh, the boat dropped. And at the same time, if, if we were allowed to, if we were to allow the boat to drop, the tail or the aft line was hooked up and it would cause the boat to capsize. And did you have men in it? Yes. Oh. So at that time there was four people that were still on board the boat. And if it had capsized, then they would go right into the prop wash. Ew. Which means shark food. Maybe chopped liver. Yeah. So. And so that's how you hurt your back? Well, the line ran and my guys couldn't hold on to it, but I grabbed onto it and held it. And so when I held it, it hurt my back. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm holding like 15, 1600 pounds. And I did it, but it definitely hurt my back. And then for years, you had kind of back pain off and on. And then when you were working with the ROTC at Mizzou, and you're working with all the young guys, and let me let me just verify this. Yeah, you this was good. this was in 2007, so he was 31. <laughs> He's no, you were 31. Uh, no. You're 30. Maybe in age, but not an activity level. Oh. And you know that. Oh, wow. It's going there. Um, so yes, yeah, so then you were doing <laughs> you're with Gunny Sergeant and you were doing some uh oh PT with some younger guys. I remember it was a morning. I just heard. It was you were doing like the I kickovers, the kickovers. We were doing certain things and uh, there were certain exercises that was really hurting my back. And I, I couldn't do it anymore. And I told the gunner, I was like, look, man, my, my back is killing me. I can't do this anymore. Something's wrong with my back. And so they sent me to do a, a CAT scan. And, uh, you know, they said there was some kind of abnormality going on with the bones. And then, you know, they put me through like a discogram and some other test and ultimately what in a discogram is not exciting it sounds like fun right it's really discogram, not no they put you on that fun. table where they're flopping you around yeah and no. Shit. no that wasn't fun uh at the end of it they determined that i had uh multiple pieces of my vertebrae that had broken off in yeah my like back. fractured yeah. Off, yeah and uh that i re- required surgery and at that time they knew that two of the discs uh, were so bad that it needed fused and the other was herniated. So they elected that the best option was to go for a triple level fusion. But there was a possibility that a uh, two artificial discs would potentially work well. But at that time... Our insurance didn't pay for it. Yeah, at that time, it was completely experimental surgery to do two discs at a time. They and at that it. point, after he had the surgery, they said, hey, do you want a desk job? You were, what, 13 years? Uh, yeah, I was 12, 13 years, 12 years. And they said, do you want a desk job? And he said, no, thank you. No, they were, they were, they would have let me back to active duty. Uh, but the other thing is, it's not just a desk job, is that 
I was in a commissioning program. So if I had dropped out, I would have dropped out of the commissioning program to go back as an enlisted. And I had already been in an officer position for a couple of years at that point. So um, I decided that, you know, when they said you're going to get so much percentage points as uh, to retire right now, or you can stay in. And I figured the best thing to do was to go ahead and retire. So I took it. And I'm glad he did. Yeah. Because at that time we had three-year-olds. Yeah, three-year-olds. And then when I had my brain surgery, we had five-year-olds. Yeah. And then I've had off and on trouble ever since. I think that uh, a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but I also have, uh, well, let's just throw it out there. I have MDD, major depressive disorder. Um. And I always like when people talk to me because they're like, oh, were you depressed first? And I'm like, look, you want to know what came first? The fucking chicken or the egg? I'm going to tell you that the fucking chicken did. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I had all this pain that, like, nobody could figure out for the longest time. And it's like causes anxiety and depression. Um, So I've always had people ask me, oh, what came first? I'm like, look, in this case, it was a whole ass fucking chicken. Like it was there. Nobody just seen it. Like they were looking for whatever. And it was there. Um, And you just have so many people these days. And I think you've went through this, too, since like your back surgery. Like I know Um, it's not something that men want to discuss. But like you've had your problems. Why do you think we don't want to discuss it? I don't know. I mean, here we are fucking talking about it. You're like, Why do you think we don't want to discuss it? Well, I mean, you know, and I think that you get that a lot when you have like life changing health issues. Like you always get doctors that are quick to be like, oh, well, that's your no motherfucker. I'm in pain. Like, no, I can't walk. Like, how would you feel? Okay. Like, how would you feel if you couldn't perform the duties just that you got to do every day of like working your job and taking care of your kids? Like, wouldn't you be depressed if you couldn't do that? Wouldn't yeah. that bother your psyche? Yeah. And I get a lot of people ask that. And I can honestly say that my my health issues came way before my depression. Oh, well, absolutely. But that's the whole point is that you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about two things that especially uh, a male is not going to have the greatest time discussing. Well, no, which is, I don't think anybody does because mental health is so stigmatized. Like, you know, Oh, well you admit that you have depression. So automatically you're flawed. Like that's a whole perception issue that we have, you know, a societal perception of, you know, Oh, well if you have mental illness or you've ever dealt with this, then well, guess what? We shouldn't listen to you. You're a fucking whack job. No, that's no, that's it really true. is. It really is. And And what I can say is in my situation and, and correct me if I'm wrong and watching in your situation that, that, that mental part of it would have never been an issue if the health part of it wasn't there. I mean, for these situations, I'm not saying for anyone else, but I'm saying I had any kind of issue like that. No, I mean, I had anxiety issues, but that's because of my traumatic childhood. Like, you know, when my kids did something or they wanted to do something, I'm like, Oh my God, it's just because my life experiences and how I perceive things. But the depression and stuff like that, no, did not come until after the health issues. Absolutely. 
I agree with that 100%. But I think that when you go into the doctors a lot lately, and I think that you can probably back me on this, is that when I first started going in and telling them all my problems, they just assumed it was anxiety and depression. And they're quick to throw an antidepressant at you. And they're quick to throw whatever pills like I've had. Uh, what's the ones they wanted to give me for my fibro? The Celebrex and they, they've given me gabapentin and, you know, they've given me gabapentin and I, and I didn't even remember whole conversations I had with you and the kids. Like I was literally on like autopilot and like, there's just been so many drugs. Okay. And it wasn't Celebrex. It was Cymbalta that S S R I yeah whatever. Yeah. yeah. That you can't even like jack off on or masturbate on like what the fuck is that shit like you're gonna give me this and tell me i have a mental problem and then i can't even have sex like then yeah. what do you think that does you want to talk then about depression problem yeah then i have a mental problem depressed? there you go i can't even fucking come like what are you talking about like i can't i don't even feel a penis that is like as big as my forearm like what are you talking about <laughs> Damn. don't don't put anything out personal or anything I, but I'm being real, like, okay. and then then they wonder what's going on, and then then they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, here, like, take this pill because now that's gonna help your sexual dysfunction." And then you're on this whole fucking ride of pills. So it's safe to say this shit that they say that they're going to do doesn't really work, or doesn't work as well as it should. No, not as well as it should. And and I think that part of the problem is, and this is my personal opinion, is that, um. Western medicine feels that there's a pill that'll fix everything. Yeah. And for and me, and for me, that didn't work. Yeah. I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person. There, there's a lot of meds I can't even take. Um, we went through the line of, you know, even with like my other stuff, like I've taken anti-seizure meds cause I have some gray matter, supposedly have silent seizures. So besides the gabapentin, what is that other one they gave me for my, remember it was another seizure pill that I tried and that was whack. Like I couldn't even eat on that. Um, it, I had no appetite at all. I was like, remember? And I had a TIA. What was that shit? Remember, it was like a weird little, like a mini stroke type thing. Remember when I was trying to talk to you and I couldn't talk? Yes, I remember the whole thing. And I'm like no, looking at you and I, all I could do, the only thing that functioned was like my tears. I could cry. I couldn't even speak. Um, but there you go. Like those are the experiences I've had with meds. I'm not saying that they're not right for some situations because there are some meds that have helped me a lot. Um, you know, but there's some things that I feel like instead of like being looked in too further properly that I've just had something thrown at me to shut me up. I feel the same way. I I don't feel it's any different, you know, and and both of us, I mean, you know, our situations were a little different in the sense that it was really easy to look into my back, you know, with, with, uh, through x-ray and say oh okay there's something wrong there is absolutely this guy's pieces of his back are here and this is bad okay versus you know arnold chiari malformation which you know i'm just gonna put it out there that 
uh, we're talking about a, you know, two to four millimeter difference in what was is considered normal. Well, and some, well, mine was, mine was six, but like, no, but the I, thing I is, that. is that that doesn't seem like a lot to some people, but when it no, comes it, to the brain, it doesn't it's seem like, like much, but we're talking about fluid flow. Okay. Which, yeah. okay. As my experience with an engineer, I can say that I understand differences in fluid flow and I understand how that can be important. But what I'm saying is, is that to a lot of people who are sitting there and looking at it, they're going, well, we don't see anything definitive. It's not like having a compound fracture, okay, where the bone is sticking out of your fucking leg. Right. Okay, that, that's what I'm saying, is that we're not talking about where you have a bone sticking out to the point that it's bleeding and you go, oh, look at that. That's an injury. Okay, well, it's it's not as obvious as that, but it's definitely a problem. There's There's a problem there. And when you're talking about where it impairs fluid flow and you have an issue there, then yes, that's a problem. And let me just speak facts here. Like I had a six millimeter herniation. There's some people that can have a 15 millimeter and not have any symptoms. It just depends on your body. And my C1 and C2 were pushing on my spinal cord along with my cerebellum hanging out. And I was lacking spinal fluid flow from my brain. So that's what was causing me to not have feeling in my hands and feet. And some people can go years and not have any symptoms with, like I said, with like huge, you know, a bigger type of herniation. I just happened to be one of those people that had a six millimeter herniation and well, it was causing lots of problems. And there's, there's some people who have, who have died. Oh yeah. Having less problems than you. Oh yeah. As far as a measured, uh, performance or measured matrices as far as what kind of fluid flow or impingement they had. Well, and, and let me, let me make it clear that Chiari has lots of associated conditions. My Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is one of them. My, um, what is that? Sleep apnea is one of them. I don't have obstructive sleep apnea. I have central sleep apnea because my brain tells me to quit breathing at night. And I'll be honest, I do not use my CPAP machine. That thing is the devil itself. So let's talk about the other side of this real quick. Yeah. Because you brought this up like you wanted to talk about it. Like I wanted I, to talk about it. I mean, I no, just think no, it's no, stuff no. that people no, need to know because I feel like there's, about it necessarily, there's other saying... people out there that are struggling. And you know what? We started dealing with like ailments um, so we have when we unique, were young. We have a unique situation here. Yes. And we're talking about the difference between male and female. Yeah. And so one of the main differences is that I would not necessarily talk about this with anybody. I'm okay. not assuming that you would. What? I don't normally tell anybody. Oh no, I don't I I don't usually I okay, because here's my deal. I'm here's the other side of it. Don't feel fucking sorry for me. I'm a bad bitch and I'm going to keep fighting. Like I'm going to fight for my life. I've always been that way. So whether you like me or not, or whether you feel sorry for me or not, like I'm going to fucking live tomorrow and Mm. I'm going to do it with a smile on my face, even when it hurts to fucking smile. Then it doesn't sound much different from me as a male saying that me talking about my disabilities or problems makes me feel like I'm less of a person than I should be. No, but that's, that's, that's the point. Is it, are we really that different then? 
No, but I think when it first happened, I did pity myself. I so pitied I. myself, but I didn't want anyone else to pity me. And I think you've so seen that. I. Like, I was like, if you're going to pity me, you can fuck off to how, Tuesday. How like, I don't care. We then? We're not. But what I'm saying is that the thing is, is that we both, you know, early 30s had like major, like, late, late 20s. <laughs> he's a fucking liar. But, you know, even then, that's something that people, you know, that, you know, I had all these recommendations. I'm going to be real with you. Like, to this day, I'm not supposed to lift over 20, 10, 20 pounds. Yeah. 10 pounds. Okay. 10 pounds. But let me be real with you, world. Like, my disabled ass is going to hold my fucking grandkids. Like, you're not going to tell me that I can't hold my grandkids. What are you smiling at? <laughs> what are you thinking about? You're being perverted. I can tell. <laughs> yes, right I now. was. Oh my god, he's a sicko! You sick fuck! How do you so, know? Because that I, I was just being look perverted. at you. Because you're looking at me like, oh yeah. <laughs> Ugh, you were saying about balls, your sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I already know what you're thinking because you're over there looking in your face already. It looks like, like I'm about to get a dick in the face or something. <laughs> But, but you know, that's the thing is like, okay, let's even, let's get real about that. Like when I was going through all that stuff and I had my brain surgeries and stuff, like I wasn't even able to perform sexually. Like I couldn't like, Uh, okay. Okay. Look, I'll I'll cut the fucking line right there. How do you have to perform sexually as a female? All you have to do. Don't come at me. We're talking about health elements. Don't tell me because yes. All you have to do is lay there and take it. No, I don't. You, yes, no, you do. No, no. Yes, you do. That is not okay. You're okay. It's different for a guy. No. I'm saying it's okay, different for it a guy. Maybe you may think that, but it's really not. No, you may think that, but it's really fucking not. Okay. Because we're talking about a physical thing that has to happen, which is called an erection. And, and let's you go ahead and talk about it. You think that women don't get blood flow down there too to where they have to matter. climax? Let, let's just be honest about it for just a minute here, okay? Because I'm so... I, I, I'm so... Uh, inebriated. Inebriated. <laughs> I'm so confident in what I have to say here. And that is that... I don't think you understand. You you don't have to do anything. I But I do. I do. I do. Okay. Tell like, me what that is. Let me let me tell you. Do you want me to get real graphic here? Why yeah, we're talking ahead. about health elements? Let's we're all talk like about serious. It. Okay. Let's but here's the deal. Fucking bring it. Over. I can't even give a fucking blowjob okay. when I have like a f- fucking C one and C two sawed off and a which piece, requires an erection, by the way. Which, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'll start sucking it flaccid and for it to get erect. Like it's happened before. We already know this. Like. <laughs> Like if you're wanting to get real, like let's let's fucking bring it on. I don't. So that's my point. Is that yes, you know, as a woman, I it's no different than yes, you have to get an erection, but I have to be able to perform as well. It's no different. Yeah, it's a lot different because there are things beyond a male's control that there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. You can't just bring on erection like you want to. I can fucking suck on a lollipop all day long, whether I lot, whether or not I like the taste of it or not. It doesn't fucking matter. 
But at the end of the day, if you've got to get a fucking erection and you can't get an erection because shit just isn't working, man, or because you're taking so many fucking pills that the doctor is giving you, what does it fucking matter? But that's what I'm telling you is it's the same for a female. Yes, you have no, to get an erection. No, it is not the same for a female. I mean, I don't have a penis, but it I'm is not you, the same for a female. I don't have a penis, but I am yes, telling you. You do not have a penis, so I'm telling you that it is not the same. Okay. Oh, really? Well, after I quit taking all my pills, I bet I can squirt a fucking fountain, but I sure couldn't for years. Now, could I? No, maybe not. There's my point. But, but what I'm, that's not even a point. That's great that you think that's a point, but that's not a point when you're talking about an erection. I think that we can agree to disagree here because there's no agree to disagree. All I'm saying is, I don't have a dick. You don't have I know a you don't have a dick. We can go back to the last episode where we're talking about perception. And, and I'm just going to say this for a minute, okay? Is that... Okay, I can agree that maybe my perception is skewed because I've never had a problem getting you hard. <laughs> no, you never have. <laughs> so that's that's probably okay. my perception. Okay, I can, I can agree to that. But you have to understand that when it comes to performance, not talking about an erection, that the medication that they prescribe for these different health ailments, um, they, they mess up a male and a female. Yes. No, I understand that completely. All I'm saying Why is Why we're though, getting vulgar here talking we're, about... We're getting fucking vulgar. Okay. Sprinkles, we're getting vulgar. You guys okay. are colorful little fucks. So he, here's what I'm saying is that do you agree? Okay, let, let's just figure out where we have common ground. We're getting heated here. We're getting heated. Let me figure out where we have common but ground. But I like this. This is real. Hold on. Let me figure out where we have common ground. Okay? Okay. All right. I don't so, have a dick. You no, know, you don't. No, I agree right. to that. So for a male and female If I did, to have I wouldn't sex, leave my house for like days all right. if I developed You one. do need to be lubed to some extent, right? Right. Okay, which we can take care of with some... Over Astroglide. The, yeah, Astroglide. We can take care of that. Water-based, it's the best, okay? Yeah, there you because go. Water, the other stuff might not inflame your vajaj. Vajaj. <laughs> okay, so we can take care of that. Right. All right. But the only thing we need, unless you've got a Reebok pump mechanism or something, is you need to have an erection. <laughs> Correct? Right? Do you agree? Yeah. All right. So in order for that to happen, okay, it's not just a matter that the guy's got to get aroused. Mm-hmm. Like, realize that any kind of antidepressants or pain reliever or anything else is intended to make well, yeah, him... yeah, it causes issue with blood flow and like, yeah. Right. No, got you. Got you. So, what I'm, what I'm saying is... Is there's no sex without an erection. There is no sex without an erection. But I'm telling you, there's no squirt with those meds either. Okay, I understand about a squirt that might be <laughs> pretty good for you. And that happens quite a lot. But all I'm saying is that... But uh, it wouldn't happen if I was on those antidepressants and pain meds. Yeah, but it's not going to happen at all if the guy can't have an erection. Okay. Okay, and what I'm no saying erection, is... No erection, no fucky-fucky. Okay, so what I'm so saying is... So we agree. There's a lot of things that have to happen or or that influence whether or not a guy is going to be able to have an erection and keep it that way for a while. Okay, but again, you went through this thing too, where you were worried about you. You hadn't had, but you were worried about performance. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Stop, just for a sec, just okay. for a sec. I know that I'm cutting you short. Okay, uh-huh. I 
what I'm going to say here is that, and I know that every guy listening to this, I know there's a few guys listening to this because I, I see the metrics on this. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. We see our I know this. Okay. This is extremely important. Okay. So I want to drill this home. Is that back to get, you're getting a little wild. I, I'm getting a little fucking wild, but this is important. Okay. Okay. Is that when guys, if there's any question about a guy's sexuality, whether or not he's going to have an erection or whether or not he's going to keep that erection to the finish line. You know what I'm talking about when I'm saying finish line. Right? Yes. I okay. It. When there's any question Climax. about that, listen, I'm telling you, this is important. You got to listen. I'm listening. Pay attention. Paying attention. All right. Is that when there's question about a guy, whether or not he can get to climax, it fucks with a guy. Oh, I'm sure. Fucks with him. No, I'm sure. It's not just a matter of, you know, when you're when you're sitting there at the point, okay, I have had ED problems. Okay. I've had situations where I've been on antidepressants or whatever. I'm I'll admit it, I don't care. I don't, I really don't give a fuck. I've had situations where I've been prescribed medicine that has messed with me. Right. And the question is, is will this affects affect my sexuality? And when you've had that question brought up, it fucks with you. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the whole time. And, and not just when you have that question, whether or not it fucks with you, it does fuck with you. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's part of what masculinity is like just me seeing it like that's, that's part of it. Like, what you can do for sure what you can do there's no doubt about it when 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 but you I'm take saying, some kind of medicine no i know okay okay listen when you're sitting there in the doctor's office and they say hey i'm going to prescribe you some type of medicine it may have some type of you're sexual like, whoa, impact. whoa 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 okay the question that it does have some that it could potentially cause some type of sexual side effect it already has caused the sexual side effect because the question is is can I finish this? And then it's in the back of your mind. And it's in the saying. back of your mind. Yeah. And, and if it's in the back of your you mind, nervous. if it's in the back of your mind, it makes you nervous, then you're fucking done. Yeah. You can't. I get that. You I just get don't. That. I get that. So unless you have some type of guarantee or something else going on, you got some kind of ace in the hole, then no, it's just not going to happen because you're not going to put yourself in the situation that you can't finish. You can't well, do what it is you're supposed or, to do. Or you get on what I was talking about, like with me, where you get on the snowball thing where it's like, oh, we're going to give you this med to fix this, but then you're going to need this med to fix this and to fix this and to fix this. And again, I'm not saying that yeah. I'm against all meds, but. <laughs> but imagine this as a male. Okay, damn it. Listen to me for a second. When I say that a man has a magic finish line that we all know that there's the finish line. A woman can fake it. You can fucking fake it. Okay. But we don't like to. We it like doesn't to get matter if you like to. You can fucking fake it. We can fake it, but we. But that's the point. Is what men don't understand is like whether whatever medication we're on or whatever like that. Even if we were perfectly healthy, we don't like to fake it. We nobody want said, to get off. Nobody too. said like you fake that you'd like to fake it. But what I'm saying is, for you to fake it requires just a facial exercise. No, no, I don't think that I can fake a fountain coming out of my twat. Okay, well, that's a little different. 
Okay, but that doesn't happen all the time for all women and no, all it, orgasms. No, it doesn't. Let, let's but just I'm fucking saying, talk. Right. But Go that's ahead. a point. What? That's a point. Go. Is that when we're talking about look, look, baby, baby, baby. I'm looking. When we're talking about semen coming out of your penis. Okay, I get that. That only occurs under certain <laughs> circumstances. I get that. Okay? But it's the same for a woman. It only what? occurs that's under That's the same for a woman? You're full of shit, woman. No, I'm not. Yes, you, just you said, are. You No, because what? you just said Tell if me. we were fake, we can fake it. But we don't want to fake it. What so do you what have I'm to fake? Is, is that, Tell me, baby. Is that what are the, the signs time? of a female orgasm? Are you listening? Yes, I am. What I are the you, signs you of a female orgasm? A female orgasm, it just depends. Not I know all, what it looks like, but what not is Not all women are squirters. I get okay, that. Okay, not all women are squirters. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily constitute a squirt. So yeah. tell me what else fem- What else constitutes a female orgasm? A woman, if you feel them like... Yeah. Okay. Whispering eye, I think, was what you're trying to show me with your hand gestures. You will feel the contractions of the vagina when a woman comes. Like, that's just what happens. Yes. That's when they come. Okay. So there's the deal. But I will be real with you. No, women don't come every single time. They don't. Every single time. They don't have an orgasm every single time. But don't think that for one minute that they don't want to. I didn't say anything about whether or not you want to. There's no question about that. I'm just telling you that there are. I have things. a feeling that you want to every time. I realize that I don't have a penis, but what you got to realize and what you got to agree with me on here too, is that when we have health ailments, yes, that a woman wants to come just as much as a man does. I know you do. There's no doubt about that. I mean, so that's and, the point. And whether or not a man wants to come <laughs> is. I, I think that most men want to come. <laughs> I agree. And that's the thing is that most of these medications that they give you. You want to know what's Not weird? only mess with, but the thing is, is the whole sexual side effects of that, just like you said, messes with your head. And then they're going to give you a pill for that. And that doesn't work. No, because you take the pain pills that messes with your sexual, whatever we're going to call it. And then it messes with your mind. So there's just a, it's a, it's a did you vicious know, cycle. Did you know a man can come without being hard at all? No, I didn't know that. But thank you for that. Why we're talking about you know. health ailments. Why, okay? why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, I'll I'm tell just you. saying, I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know. Did I didn't know that at all. Had no idea. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. But you just told me. So that just went back. And you just deleted everything you said to me because you said that they have to have an erection. I'm just saying it can happen. But my my point is, is what can you do without an erection? I mean, it would be like throwing a hot dog down the hallway, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? You're going to have to fit it in there somehow. Or I don't know what, what I can like, like shoving a piece of and what, what's that sausage guy jimmy dean <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have no, I have no idea i'm trying to imagine because this is you told me because you told me to think about it and i'm like i don't know what that would be like it would be horrible it's like I but it's know. possible i you mean you can still you can still come without an erection but do you know how horrible that is it would be horrible you know, it's kind of like me trying to like when i went out as a teenager and i shit in the golf holes like do you know how like trying to get your butthole over a golf hole in order to shit in it for the golfers to come and pick it up That's in the morning? That's probably pretty close, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, you got to get it in that hole, but like you got to shove the if, shit if, in the hole. If you've ever came 
without an erection, which it happens. There's sometimes that you can come without an erection. So you know how disheartening that is. I'm sure. I'm sure it's disheartening. But let's like, let's go like, back. Look, let's go no, back. Let's not go back. As a man, do you know what that feels like? No, I don't. I okay. will never know what that feels like. Unless we can switch bodies. What was that? What was that, that movie, Freaky Friday? Do you want to switch bodies with I me? I I would like to switch bodies, <laughs> but I'm telling you, if I had a fucking vagina for a day, I would not leave home for like a week. So I guess what the <laughs> a stop. I mean, I would do the same if I had a penis. I'd be like flapping it all around. You like, would. It'd I would be, be like doing fun. like flying squirrel and I flapping my balls side yeah. to side. Be like, I'd be fun. like a ball flapping. Um, but no, like sexually, I know that we had a point when you were on medication. I was on medication. It was stagnant. Yeah. It was not fun. Yeah. And just as you said, I it, it affects relationships. So, you know, we love each other and but but you know, with these health elements like and having to take those medications, I don't think people think about the big picture of it. Like what's the big picture, baby? Is it that stuff affects your whole life, like your whole your relationships, like because when you don't, when you feel like less of a man or I feel like less of a woman, like we're not going out, we're not like associating with other people. It's almost like we're isolating. Like it starts so let's, a whole let's big... fucking boil it down. What does it mean to people? If someone's listening to this right now, what does it mean? At, at least on the male side, it means. I'm like, do your research and, and figure out what all the side effects are and everything like that. Not, not just, not just do your research, but it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean what you think it is. No, not at all. And and the best thing I can say is that with everything that I've had wrong with me, I kept moving forward. I have, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, Chiari and Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, like I've joints that pop out of socket, like all that, those two things in itself, plus the lupus, plus the fibro, sleep apnea. I mean, I could name off a list of things, but the thing is, is that, three of the disorders I have are very rare and people don't know a lot about them. Therefore, a lot of times I'm, I'm like a Guinea pig for medications and pain clinics and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that the main point to this is, is that listen to your body and you know, your body better than anyone else. And when you're going in and you're talking to someone make sure that you're advocating for yourself and your body and whatever potential side effects could come with the medication that they're prescribing you and have real talks with your healthcare professionals and, and have real talks with your husband. Yes. Or have real talks with, yes, your, partner. with your significant other for sure. And, but that comes in, you know, because you and I have both been in that situation though, where you haven't told me about a certain medication. I haven't told you about a certain medication. It's not because we're being secretive. You. No, and it's not because we're being secretive, but it's it is I it's feel humiliating. Bad about it. No, it's humiliating. I get that. I've been there. I'm not judging that. But I think that's a point where we have to have like deeper talks with our healthcare professional and say, okay, if this is gonna cause this, then this. Like, you know what I mean? Again, it's just going back to advocating for yourself, um, 
speaking up, knowing your body, um, and making sure that you're getting the proper care that you need and it's right for you and your situation. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, because like I said, it can become a snowball effect real quick. And I wouldn't want anybody else in the positions that we were in in our early 30s, not late 20s, of, you know, um, be willing to be willing to listen to somebody else's situation going on is that it doesn't necessarily make sense to you at the time, but especially as male, it it means a lot. There's a lot a lot of stuff going on. Well, I know, and there's a lot more meds that affect you and your sex organ, you know, as opposed to a woman. I get that. But you have to be Which able to- is the most important factor in the whole game. But thank you very it. much. But that's the thing, is that you have to be able to do your research and advocate for yourself. And I'm going to put this out there. That? I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm, I'm not. Is it the most important factor in the whole it's game? It's great. You got to have an erection. Got to have an erection. Thank you very much. But here's, here's the ending point. Is that speak up for yourself, advocate for yourself, know your body. And if symptoms keep going on, keep pushing forward and always get a second opinion before you put anything into your body. Because I've taken seizure meds and stuff like that that have changed me completely, personality, sexually, physically, all kinds of stuff. So that's that. Now you know all about our sex organs, our back. Way too much. Way too much. But I know you'll be back for more. We'll talk to you later, Sprinkles. Okay, happy listeners, if you're hearing this, we've just finished an episode and we are begging for you to give us a follow, please, and give us some ratings and five star is what we prefer, but we also prefer that you're honest. Look, that's great. What are you doing right now? You're, you're driving along and listen to this podcast. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, look, in the next hour or so, while you're hiding from your boss in a stall watching TikTok videos... Or spanking the monkey to Pornhub. <laughs> take a take a couple minutes and instead jump on Spotify or jump on whatever podcast you're using to listen to this and give us a rating. Thank you.